entertainment. Hello, everyone. It's a new week. New, new day. Yeah, if it's a new day, it's... Yeah, if it's a new week, technically it's a new day. So, but yeah, how has everyone been? Anyone out there listening? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so... Like I said, new week, new programs. Um, Tuesday's favorites um, uh, is what today is, since it's Tuesday. Um, I've got a few things to talk about. You know, random stuff, you know, kind of personal in my life. Um, some stuff in, you know, movie news that's uh, exciting to hear. And, you know, yeah, just... More, more Sir Cal randomness. I hope everyone um, has a good time. Hope everyone's been enjoying their week. Um, I see that I my 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 claps have gone up. You know if that means anything on on my station uh, this past week since my last episode when we did before I did Sunday Night Metal, I had like two hundred and fifty seven claps i think and like you know of course a couple of those were me accidentally pressing clap on my own segments um and now i have 558 so they've doubled almost i mean it's like dang you know um where are those coming from though because i only have like one listener out there right now (laughs) on average i mean so you know I, I really should figure that out. Um, but regardless, all right. So, you know, uh, I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope you're ready for a new episode of Tuesday's Favorites, where I pull the music from my my favorites playlist off Apple Music, and I and I play them for you here, and I act as your radio DJ. So, without further ado, uh, we're gonna do something a bit different um, because um, I'm going to play some movie soundtrack music um what you'll notice is that uh that yeah the first several tracks today will be like soundtrack songs um that's i mean one of them is actually from the lego movie the lego batman song uh, um so yeah i i am a huge fan of movie soundtracks and um typically i don't put them in today's um playlist uh, because of the fact that typically they're kind of sparsed out and they jack the pacing up um but today they're right at the front apple music plays them right at the front for me so um i i'm like yeah you know what why not and the first track is the star wars main theme from uh, the force awakens so you know i thought yeah what the heck most of them are you know like two to three minutes long i don't think they're gonna be that hard to endure so without further ado um if you're listening on uh any podcast app of course and uh, anchor you don't have to deal with this problem and you'll just move right on to the next talking point so but for those of you on anchor i hope you enjoy some slightly different music today and for those of you on the podcast app i hope you enjoy what i have to talk about ah beautiful I love the Pacific Rim soundtrack. I, I can never pronounce the guy's uh, name, but that the composer for that film is one of my favorite composers. He's done 
Pacific Rim. He's done the Westworld um, soundtrack, which I hear is great. He's done the uh, Game of Thrones soundtrack, which I've actually heard the Game of Thrones theme song. And that theme song is one of the best theme songs ever recorded. And I don't even watch the show. <laughs> um, he's recorded... He recorded the original Iron Man uh, soundtrack, even. They... I really hate the fact that MC, the MCU doesn't have any memorable uh, scores to it because they get some talented composers and they never really produce anything with them, unfortunately. But actually, Raman's, uh I think that's how you say his first name, his score for Iron Man is one of the better ones. I actually have several pieces that I enjoy because it is slightly reminiscent of uh, of Pacific Rim. Uh, and yeah, and then, you know, piggybacking off that, um, I am so excited for Pacific Rim 2. I, 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 it, I know that there's, you know, the, the, some people who like the original and there's, it looks like it might not be as good as the original, but if nothing else, I'm excited for just some dumb robot fighting monster action movie. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that. The, the, there's that child in me that you know and in my brain that i just love these movies regardless of how dumb the acting is how dumb the plot is you know how stupid the characters are um i just want to see robots fight monsters and it looks like from one of the teaser trailers um robots fighting other robots um it's part of the reason why I saw the first four uh, Transformers films, and we'll probably eventually at least rent the the fifth one. You know, I I genuinely like the first three, but the fourth and the fifth just felt like overkill at that point. I, and I mean, people are pre- pretty split on the third um, Transformers three. Everyone agrees that Revenge of the Fallen was dumb, um, and I agree. It, it's it was dumb, but at the same time, I saw it when I was 12, okay? It's so, yeah, it was like the, or 14, actually. I was 14 um, is when I saw it because I remember I got into the series. The whole reason I got into Transformers is because there was an ad during the uh, 2011 Day 2500 for Transformers 3, and they showed the NASCAR Transformers for a bit. For like a brief moment and at that point i was like i gotta see transformers it has nascar cars in it that turn into robots how cool can this be awesome you know so yeah i i had to get into this show at that point or into the into the series at that point but yeah i will admit they're all dumb movies but the third one i generally like i i like it's not as much of a guilty pleasure as uh the second one is and of course everyone everyone agrees that the first one is actually a legitimately okay movie along the lines of like independence day and stuff but uh yeah i mean i watch them because i want to watch robots fight each other yeah and then piggybacking off an earlier track the uh the the um doctor who 11 uh main theme uh, makes me really sad. Murray Gold, uh, it was officially confirmed earlier this week at, uh, that Murray Gold, who has been the composer for the past, like, 10, 10, 13 years. 13 years. Holy crap. 13 years. He's come, he's been, or well, 12. Um, he's been the composer for, um, the new Doctor Who series he's composed from 2005 to 2017 um and 2018 he will not be returning it it, there were rumors 
like it was almost almost confirmed but there was still that slight chance that maybe those rumor that what people were saying wasn't true i guess is some of the things i've been reading that there wasn't a flat out statement from him but just a lot of like insider reports um all i know is that i i knew he was leaving when i went to go see the christmas special um late last year at my theatrical showing because the theatrical showing had a had a you know trivia bit and the and part of the trivia bit was was the fact that murray gold was leaving and i was like what you know peter Capaldi was leaving stephen moffat's leaving and now murray gold are you kidding me but at the same time it's been 12 years so you know i can see why and speaking of doctor who uh today i think it was we got a new yeah, it was today. Why did I say I think it was? I don't know. But today we got a new logo for the show. And... I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of don't. I guess we'll have to see how it goes. The thing I'm really looking forward to to seeing is what does the... Uh, you know, what does the theme sound like? Especially because we just talked about this. Murray Gold is leaving. Who's going to be the composer? What's the theme going to sound like? What's the title uh, sequence going to look like? Um, because every time there's a new doctor, new title sequence, well, unless you count 9 to 10. And 9 to 10, um, you know, doctor, when Doctor 9 regenerated the 10 because it was such a sudden change nothing really changed the title sequence stayed the same through season four i mean the 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 title music changed a bit in season four it got you know a little amped up there you know the there were more prominent drums and the the violins and everything in it kind of felt a bit more um urgent kind of but not really you know, it wasn't a drastic change like it was from 10 to 11's theme where, you know, the title sequence actually changed, the animation changed, and the theme itself had, you know, a, a total makeover. I personally did not care for um, 11's theme as much, though I really liked his sequence, um, except for the second half of season 11. The second half of season 11's animated sequence was really just lazy feeling um you know i saw a video on it where someone described why you know a lot of people didn't like it but then there was a video that went into why a lot of people didn't like it you know there there are things that when we see something we know we don't like it but we don't know why we don't like it like something looks off like for example my sister when we went to go see justice league she saw harry cavill's face in the first minute of that movie and she was like what is wrong with his face and then i explained to her his mouth was CG'd because he had a mustache and they removed the mustache digitally. And of course, that, that led to, you know, that, it's that sort of thing. You know, people could tell there was something just kind of meh about the, about the uh, title sequence, but we couldn't, but they couldn't really say why. I mean, but then someone actually, I saw a video where they compared the different title sequences and the one in the second half of, 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 of season seven or, yeah, second half of season series seven, I should say, because this is a British show, so it's called, they're called series, not seasons, but whatever. Um, the second half of series seven, um, that animation, so he he replicated it with like about thirty minutes of of mock up in Photoshop, 
kind of thing. The the imagery and everything in it was very lazy. Uh, w- it was very lazily put together and everything. And that's why, you know, even to casual fans, that it didn't really seem all that interesting. Whereas every other theme so far, uh, theme sequence, title sequence, has always been very intricate animations and all that you know which led to more detail which led to more you know it's more exciting to our eye we like it more it's more visually appealing but anyways that got me on a tangent there um what do i think of the new the new uh logo for the show like I said, I, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I, th- I got to see the a new sequence to see if I, if it the sequence will sell me on the logo. Um, personally, I do like the color palette, the red red and gold kind of color palette that they seem to be going with. I don't mind because it's kind of a flashback to like the 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 color of the logo is actually a flashback to the classic um, early new Doctor Who. You know, with with like the surfboard logo is what I call it because it looks like sort of like a, a you know it's got that shape of a surfboard with the words Doctor Who written on on it. The color scheme reminds me of that, so in a way it, I, I like that. But it also looks a bit too modern, like it feels a bit like Doctor Strange. I don't know. Um, I don't mind it. That's that's the thing. And honestly, if, if the worst thing about this new Who, this new Doctor Who, is that the the title is something I don't like. I think we're in good hands. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts there. Well, that took me back. <laughs> yeah, for those of you uh, not listening on Anchor, the last two songs that just played were What You Want by, or, yeah, What You Want by Evanescence and New Divide by Linkin Park. Linkin Park, uh, that song I've listened to both of these songs I listened to like regularly around 2011, 2012, and New Divide I occasionally play here and there, but not not as much as I used to. What you want, I swear I've not heard since 2012, and it just popped up in my favorites today. So uh, yeah, that that took me way way back to when I was first getting into music. You know, I had just discovered Skillet. I had, you know, was looking into other artists. And I remember Evanescence was a band that my dad had had on on his on his iTunes library. I remember really liking that album, um, that their first album that whose name I can't remember because it's been so long since I've actually listened to them. You know, everyone knows the song Bring Me to Life, obviously. But what you want, I remember when I was getting into them, I discovered them and, you know, when I looked them up, they they had just released that song in preparation for a new album. And I bought that song and it's and it was on loop for like oh, several weeks. And then the album came out, and, you know, at the time I was still, like, 14, and I didn't have a, a job or anything, so I couldn't pay for the album. And then after I, you know, and, of course, there was other music that I wanted to buy by the time the album came out, and I never really got around to buying that album. I never really listened to that song again. So, yeah, wow. But if I had to guess, the reason why it had popped up again, these these two songs popped up again, is because... Just two weeks ago, at most, I uh, I got a I uploaded my iTunes library to iCloud Music Library, 
Um, I think I talked about this er, uh, earlier um, on a call, on a on an episode, but uh, yeah. So I think that's what it comes from because from what I understand, reading about it, it uploads not only just the songs but all the metadata connected to it is. And if you don't know what metadata is, that's essentially the information about the song, both that you see like the artist name, the song name, that sort of thing. And when you go into iTunes or other music apps, you can edit the information and you edit, you know, who it's by, you, that's metadata. But what metadata also lists is like, you know, purchase date, um, how many times you've listened to it, your rating, that sort of thing. So um, probably what it saw was that I had listened to those songs quite a bit. And when I uploaded them to the iCloud Music Library, it saw, oh, these songs have been listened to a lot. Okay, well, this must be one of his favorite songs. But <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, uh, that that definitely took me back. Wow. Um, but moving on, I actually did have uh, a movie and and some stuff to talk about. Um, you know, so it was recently reported that within four days, Black Panther has made something like two hundred and thirty-five million dollars. And I, I think that's I think that's domestically. If it's what I've read, I'd have to look it up. So yeah, it's made like seventy-two million i think domestically uh, the 235 240 million is worldwide um but still it's crushing records great for that film it's unique for the mcu the mcu lately has been killing it uh pretty much all of all of phase is it two or three i don't know basically everything like with captain america civil war and onward has been just top notch for uh for marvel so yeah, I am, I am, you know, there's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, it's like, yeah, just this, these past two years have been amazing for Marvel in terms of movie quality, movie numbers, um, box office numbers, and yeah, so, but good for Black Panther, it's an excellent film, if you haven't seen it, go see it, and yeah, everyone that has seen it seems to have liked it, I have not read or seen too many people dislike the movie yet. So, yeah. Go Black Panther! So, something I saw today was uh, the Honest trailer for Justice League, which, if you've seen my, uh, or been listening to my my show, you've known that my opinions on, the, on that movie are it was a fine movie, definitely better than what it should have been thanks to the or could have been thanks to the uh production problems but definitely not as good as it should have been and yeah the honest trailer for that movie is hilarious and hits every point that i've thought about the movie since then and yeah yeah um yeah i i am still so bitter about about justice league uh yeah, it's the, the, when you go, it, the thing that hits me the most is the, just how much was cut from the film. It's like, even taking in the production th- problems that went in, on behind the scenes, the problem with that, the biggest problem as a film that it has is that it is the pacing. We should have seen more of what was originally shot for that movie. There was a ton of Zack Snyder footage that got cut 
uh, and removed, especially in regards to Cyborg. There was a lot of stuff uh, that was um, in Cyborg's backstory that we didn't know, and and it's like that, like we see we were gonna get flashbacks to him, you know, being a normal human being before he became, you know, Cyborg. And we never saw any of that in the final film, but it's in the trailers. We see him playing football in one scene. We see him in, uh, in a Letterman jacket uh, looking normal at one point. And it's like, why didn't we see that in the movie? The problem that DC has had is that problem right there. Batman v Superman was helped so much by the that by the extended by the extended cut. The pacing was better, allowed the film to breathe. The Oh, um, the, the, the plot points were better flushed out. So you had, there were, you know, things that were clarified in the movie that made no sense in the theatrical cut that now you're like, Oh, okay. I get that now. Like the beginning, for example, well, you know, they just chopped out the part with Superman, you know, being framed for the murder of, of, uh, um, that the soldiers and people in that, uh, village, um, but you know, the, uh, and the, the thing with Justice League too is so much of it was, was, uh, cut that the film watching it just, it feels very rushed through. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry for that. My watch is just going off like crazy right now. I need to, I need to find a way to silence it. Uh, but I can't right now because it's not now playing and I don't want to screw up. Uh, I'm just going to take it off. Uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, the, the honest trailer for justice league was really funny. Um, sad, but funny. Uh, man, Aquaman better rock. That's all I got to say. So I know I'll be buying the Blu-ray for, um, justice league. I know that's a question. A lot of people are boycotting the Blu-ray because of what they did to the film. But my hope is that, you know, if the sales are good enough for Justice League, it'll prompt them to want to release it again. If, if the public interest in the film is good enough on a home video, maybe it'll see an extended release with more of the original footage. Um, because, you know, there's the hashtag release the Snyder cut on Twitter and social media. I don't think that's plausible, um, just because of where the film was at when things changed, um, in terms of when Joss Whedon, everyone and, and yeah, when Joss Whedon was brought in. So I don't think a Zack Snyder cut, it would be plausible just because it'd be, it, it would require so much of the film having to be like recut again, um, because things were actually changed in the reshoots, but it, it, we could just see more of what was originally shot, more of Cyborg's backstory, more of a fleshing out of the story. I, that's what I want to see. I, I, I think the, uh, a hashtag Snyder cut is a pipe dream that can't happen, but an extended cut that would help the movie breathe would be a nice middle ground. But what do I know? So, scratch what I said earlier about Black Panther. I completely botched the numbers. Um, the 235 million or something, it made 200 million plus domestically. 
I think it was 241, 242 million, somewhere around there. It's made 420 some million worldwide. Black Panther's killing it. Ah, man, this is why you don't relate, why you don't base your information off a quick Google search. You actually read. Oy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and what's funny is, is like, apparently, I read, I think I read something, um, bouncing off of my last topic with Justice League. I think I read something along the lines of that in its domestic run in four days, uh, Black Panther has made almost as much, if not more than Justice League made in its entire run domestically, which is just sad. Why Warner Brothers? Why? Uh, eventually, I will be over the pain that Warner Brothers inflicted upon me with Justice League. Um, but yeah. Um, I had something else I was going to talk about. Let me think. No, oh, I remember now. The Black Panther soundtrack. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this earlier. If I did, I'm sorry, but can I just say that the soundtrack on that film is amazing? Like, everything about that film is amazing, but the soundtrack especially. Uh, I do feel like I've talked about this earlier, but one of the things that really, that I really liked about it was it doesn't feel like a typical action movie soundtrack. I loved the, the, like, um, African sounds that the overall it had i'm not familiar with the culture so maybe there's like an actual cultural reason or like you know that's rooted in you know which it, it probably is rooted in something specific but i don't know what it is unfortunately so i should educate myself <laughs> um but i mean there was one action sequence where it was like the, the, the music in the casino uh, fight is what really stood out to me in that it was this really unique, I think, like, I want to say tribal choir I, 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 is the best way I could describe it. I, I, the music was fantastic. I wish we had more Marvel movies with a soundtrack that, that was unique, that stood out like that. Um... And yeah, like, apparently Kendrick Lamar was the one who kind of helmed everything about the, not the score, but the, the soundtrack. And I've listened to a couple of the, the pieces, like, from the, for, from the soundtrack itself, um, or from the score itself, I mean, um, done by, I can't remember the guy's name, <laughs> but like the, the actual, like, symphony composition um, score, I've listened to a couple of the tracks, and man, it is so, so good, um, I, I love movie soundtracks, as I've said before, movie scores, uh, and I will definitely be picking this up as soon as it's available on vinyl, um, so hopefully it's cool colored, because I love, I love colored vinyl, so I will be on the lookout for colored black vinyl, Black Panther vinyl, <laughs> and yeah, and then when I get it, you'll probably see me talking about it, <laughs> or hear me talking about it, gosh, my use of the, of the English language has not been the best today, 
Granted, it rarely ever is on this podcast. I should start recording in the morning. Because that's what happens when you're tired. <laughs> Your words just start falling apart. Oi, but... Oi. And so concludes... Uh, Behind the Armor, episode 7. Or Tuesday's favorites. Again, um... I hope everyone had a good time. I hope you enjoyed listening. I know I did. This was probably the most uh, thought-out episode so far, <laughs> which is sad. Um, most episodes, I just kind of start babbling, and then whatever comes out becomes a podcast. <laughs> this, this today, I actually had a, a plan of what I was going to talk about for the most part. And yeah, really need to work on that. But... Yeah, so, you know, I hope everyone um, enjoyed the topics I talked about. I know I enjoyed them. I do apologize again for screwing up my initial report on the box office numbers for Black Panther, um, which is why you don't base it off just a quick Google search. Read your articles, people. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it's been fun, um, and I hope everyone had a good time. My name is Sir Cal with Geek Source Entertainment. Have a good one, everyone. Peace. Signing out. I am not going with peace as my outro. No, that is too stupid. I am signing out. Sir Cal here, signing out. Oh, yeah.